Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Say hey, kids. Uh, happy Friday to you. Welcome to the show. Um, I be Rob. He be the vice. He's got a, a title. Since last time. And you know it's important because he texted me and said, don't forget I'm vice. <laughs> vice president of retail for Calgary Sports Entertainment Corporation. You know him, you love him. Uh, Brent Gibbs joins us. Thank well, you, you were worried I was going to screw that up, no, though. You were. Not at all. Uh, more importantly than that, two of the three founding members of the CDC on this very program, which is all you need to know that if you got two thirds of the founding members of the CDC, it's a wrestling show, right? That's right. Um, there you go. Right there. Cool Dads Club represent CDC is life, not for life. That, those, those clowns, that's them. <laughs> CDC is life. This is about it's a life. It's about picking up flooring, right? Yeah. It's about going out and, you know, building stuff in the backyard and, and changing the filters on the air conditioner. Right. Leaving right? promos early because you have to go meet someone to check your furnace. That's you have to check your furnace so you can't run the promo very long. And then, you know, uh, telling the kids when it's time to change the oil. Quite honestly, yeah. the, the, most of those clowns don't know when to do it. <laughs> That's what the CDC is all about. Kids. Kids. You kids. <laughs> um, very excited. Coming up a little later on in this program, uh, we're going to do a wardrobe change for no reason, just because we can. And we're going to talk to, help me out with this, absolute Ricky Starks. Yes. Very exciting. Yes. Very exciting to get an opportunity to talk to someone for the AEW event that's happening uh, tomorrow. And that's why we're doing this show. We are very excited about Collision and Battle of the Belt 7. Is that right? I believe it's 7. Yeah, yeah 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we first found the AEW was coming, we just we thought it was a house show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I think that's what they, when they announced the, the tour, I think we were the only ones, everyone else was a TV taping, and then we were... Well, no, not Regina. Regina wouldn't have been either, right? I think there was something else going on there too. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was announced later, though. I think yeah, something like that. But I think we were the only ones that wasn't a TV related taping, and we were excited to go to it. Oh, but sure. Then, then uh, collision was announced, and um, yeah, it's been really cool to kind of see how that show's developed when we're early into it, and we're going to be one of the few or one of the first uh, episodes to uh, air, and all have been in Canada so far, and. We're pretty excited. You know how they have the finale of the Owen Hart tournament, which yep. we'll talk about uh, men's and ladies well, uh, finals. Speaking of Ricky Starks, he's in. That's right. He's in the men's final against CM Punk. Um, we will we will hear from Ricky, absolute Ricky Starks, a little later on. 
um, as we had a chance to talk to him ahead of this. Uh, the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals, second year. You have this sense that this is a big event for AWA. Now it's on TV. Now they've added another show. Like it's it's five hours of of t well, not TV time, but it's collision at six Calgary time, and then at eight o'clock it's Battle of the Belts, which is a one hour TV show. Yeah, right? back to back three hours live TV coming right from Calgary. So, but you think there's probably going to be some preliminaries and stuff like that? It's going to get a lot of wrestling tomorrow. Oh yeah. For sure. Right? Yeah, I don't know if they're doing any other, how that schedule works, if they're doing any taping for like Ring of Honor or other shows like that too. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to be in, in a treat for uh, some great wrestling and some some big star wrestling wrestlers too. Yeah, and and uh, breaking news from Flames Nation today. I mean, I like Ryan as much as the next guy. Ryan doesn't break a lot of Flames news, but he broke some wrestling news today. <laughs> uh, who knew he was fluent in Japanese? Uh <laughs> That was the most impressive thing I thought. It was like he translated. He take, it and, yeah, it's a whole Japanese tweet. He goes, "Hey, Jushin Thunder Liger is cut. Liger, Liger is coming to town for this." So um, back when Owen Hart was doing tours of Japan, you know, uh, Liger would have been one of his opponents. Mm -hmm. That kind of that cruiserweight revolution that we had in the early '90s, which included, um, and we're gonna we're, we got to talk about him. So apologies that. Yes, we're going to bring up the name Chris Benoit, and we might talk about him in a fawning way, but but not the the human being he turned into, but to the potential that he had. Um, that's much better. Did you do something there? Okay, because now I can hear myself. Uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> okay. Well, that's what happens when you apologize about mentioning Chris Benoit. Things change. Yeah. But Chris Benoit, the Pegasus kid, was over there. Dynamite kid uh, was over there quite a bit. Brett went early, but but there was a lot of Calgary connection in Japan. Um, the first Owen Hart Foundation tournament was held last year, and that featured Dr. Britt Baker winning the women's side and uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, Bay, Bay. Um, winning the men's side neither of which have been a factor involved in, in this year's tournament. Well, Britt Baker was in the, she was in the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals, yeah. but, but she's not, in, not the in the semifinals, finals, right? Anything, yeah. We know that Ruby Soho will be fighting in the, uh, in the women's final, but we have to wait till tonight to find out if it's um, a couple of, well, yeah, Willow, Willow Nightingale, Nightingale or Athena. Athena. Yeah, yeah. I was going to call her Ember Moon. Yeah. Can't Sorry. Do can't do that. No, no can't do that. Um, but, also tonight, uh, probably the one that you and I are most excited about, I'll do this respect to absolute, um, is FTR and Bullet Club Gold. Oh, yeah. For and, sure. That's going to be, I'm super excited about that. And even just, uh, we got a little bit of a preview of that, that match that uh, everyone's been talking about that as being a potential candidate of for match of the year already. So now they're going to go to two or three falls. Um in Calgary, so um, maybe they will. I don't know. Uh, I, I love, God bless Jack, our producer. Uh, this is really not my strength. You're going to have to help me out. Um, and he was looking. We do have a graphic for FTR. And I saw FTR, and that was that the wrong one? No, no. You can play whatever FTR one you want, because we're fawning over FTR right now. But it's FTR and, and Bullet Club Gold. But I yes, I don't think they refer to it as Bullet Club Gold. I think they, it's Jay White and... Uh, yeah, Jay yeah. White and Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson, I think, is what's on the graphic. You see it there? No? Because you, you showed it to us before the game, or before the show. <laughs> it's okay. 
It's okay. Don't worry about it. Trust us, everyone. Yeah. No, That's trust us. Happening. It is. It is part of. And listen. How about this? How about we go this way, Jack? Um, this one will be easier. Um, both Brent and I have street cred in this particular subject um, <laughs> because uh, I have, and Brent has been beaten up in a ring. Yes. Um, that was just taken seconds before I was DDT'd on a title and then had my head shaved. Yeah, you and were, I, you and were, I didn't see that because I was already knocked out. You were knocked out. Uh, JK was knocked out. The entire CDC took a beating at the hands of Andy Anderson and Thaddeus uh, Thatcher, Archer the third. Sorry. Uh, my apologies, Mr. Manager. Uh, so we have street cred. We we talk yeah. about this from a position of strength. <laughs> we're, we're, we're wrestlers. Uh, for well, sure. for sure. You Dave. know, on call, I'm sure if Tony Khan, something happens, you know, tonight and they need a couple guys to fill in. Someone wants to punch it, me in the face, then uh, I can take a punch. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Um, so we're good there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about AEW. Started off as a little bit of a... Um, an indie dream, I guess. You had the Bucks, you had Cody Rhodes, you had some other guys, Kenny Omega, right. that weren't traditional WWE superstars. Cody had been there, obviously, but then Cody, you know, made you know he left and and made quite a big deal about going to ROH and other independents and and really hey, wrestles here, came up here, yeah, and wrestled, um, and. You know, they decided to put on, if, if I have my history on this, you're a little tighter to the AEW stuff than I am, but they they put on a show first, right? Yeah. And it sold out. Yeah. It was a big sure. show with all no in, TV. Yeah. yeah right? That was all in first. Right. The first show that they put on and it had, it was just trying to see, like, mm -hmm. they were saying, like, we can be competition yep. to uh, WWE and we can fill a building with 10,000 plus uh, people and, and create an event. And that's what they did. And it was, uh, kind of built from there and then i think when uh they got connections with uh tony khan and and the rest is kind of history as how they've developed it up it's been what three or four years now but it's uh well to still, me it, still building building blocks but i think yeah. they've done uh to me i i like all all wrestling so this offers like a little bit of an alternative for and there's different types of wrestling in there so that you, you know you like the comedy stuff you like mm -hmm. hardcore and or you like just high spot matches where there's lots of like holy crap moments of could you see that move? Did you see that? And then there's some old school just wrestling that like from the 80s that just kind of tells tell stories in the ring. Like that's what I think what collision is kind of developing developing into too. So I think yeah. there's different segments. I like the fact that you know, adding collision to the repertoire. So they've got you know rampage and and dynamite, but I think that gives you another another avenue just to kind of create a new, you know, new well, they, matches and just the way that yeah. a different view of it. So you want to, there's just so much and there's not enough airtime right now. And I think that's styles, what styles, right. It took a while for me to, and, and, you know, you can explain this better than I can, but uh, it took a long time for me to come around to it. A, a lot of it for me was in, in COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Like when it started in COVID with no, no fans in the building and then small crowds, um, it really seemed early on to rely on ex WWE guys to, you know, to give it some credibility. Yet there were the Darby Allens and the Orange Cassidy's and the, you know, the Jungle Kid, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry's and Luchasaurus. But 
it, it seemed for a while there that they almost felt like they needed to put the former WWE guys up front and center. And meanwhile, the better stuff might've been happening behind. I, I don't want to take anything away from Chris Jericho, who to me, this AEW run, I would put up against anybody's run at any time. The, the way he's reinvented himself. Oh, for sure. The things that he's done. I know it's really easy to take pot shots and say that, you know, he doesn't put it. He, he's put so many people on the map. The, the Jericho Appreciation Society None of those guys, to me, meant anything until he. And now they're, you know, it's a main. Yeah. I, I guess Sammy Guevara. That Guevara. That's that's not fair. And J, and Jake Hager. But you know, Ma, uh, you know, Magic Daddy or you know, yeah, Daddy Magic. Th there you go. Whatever. Yeah. See, there. He's done such a great job that they're rolling off the end of my tongue. <laughs> um, but I want to go back to something you said. It really is, and and that was the hard part for me was, oh well. This is a traditional match. They're selling. They're storytelling. Right. Oh, now it's a spot fest. Whoa, there's blood. There's yeah, this. Now there's a pizza cutter in the ring and someone's. Yeah. And, and I had a hard. And... I was so conditioned by the WWE that, you know, and I, their product, there's nothing wrong with their product. It's the biggest in the world. It's the most successful in the world. I still watch some of it. Yeah. But it doesn't deviate a lot. You know what I mean? Like the, it does, the, 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 the in ring and the storytelling is. There's formulas. There's formulas. Set yeah, up for sure. And I think AEW, do you agree, has, has now kind of settled into its formula, which is our formula is we got a little bit of everything yeah, for I think, everybody. I think so. And I think that's it's it's a work in progress. And I think it's in a competition is good for like the whole product overall. I think even when we've seen, um, you know, whether WWE, they've, you know, like to call it competition or they don't feel like it's competition. I think that they've evolved their story storytelling and like right I don't now, think the bloodline happens without AEW. No, not not in the way that it has been. And it's like no one of the best stories. It's I and like, I think it's the best story in wrestling in the last number of years. Oh, for sure. Since the attitude era, at least for but, sure. Well, why did the attitude era happen? Right. Because right. WCW, the NWO, you know, there is nothing good. And this is a listen, kids. This is a lesson we can learn about telecoms, about sports talk radio, about media. Nothing, nothing good comes out of monopolies. You need right. competition, healthy competition. I don't believe the dungeon wrestling would be as successful as it has been coming back without AEW. It's made, yep. you, you know, the one thing that I will give Tony Khan and and the brain people you know, whoever the brain people are there is, you know, th they accept that there's a wider world out there. Um, tomorrow night, there's a whole bunch of people who are going to cheer for bullet club gold who never heard of them four months ago. Yeah. Because they just weren't that well, deep into and I it. I think that's the thing with uh, like, and they've grabbed a lot of really great independent wrestlers that, you know, not everyone was familiar with. And, you know, Ricky Starks had a long career, like Orange Cassidy. A lot of these guys have developed MJF. Orange I, Cassidy's closer to 40. Yeah. Then he is 35. Yeah. And he's it's, the one. Let's let's stop right there. He's the one. Because I remember texting you going, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. He's got his hands in his pockets. Like, what is his bullshit? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ty. Um, and, but you were a fan almost from day one. For sure. And that was the thing for me because of the social media era. Cause I had heard, heard about him coming yeah. and then I just like automatically, there were so many cool YouTube clips yeah. and I'm like, and same with Downhouse and like, there's just, Oh yeah. And we can do that stuff like that too. But like the pop that they both got yeah, 
when they were on TV for the first time and everything. It was like when like I still look at like Orange Cassidy's first match with with Pac, like when he was like and it was like watching clips back a little bit again because we're you know yep when we're going to the event and we were talking about oh I hope he's here and we're trying to tell you know other people we're going with is like here look at these clips and yeah. and I was going back to to that and it's funny is because how he's evolved his his character too and you talked about working with Chris Jericho yeah and how he's kind of helped bring along like he doesn't get elevated as high if he didn't have that rivalry and with, with him as well right? absolutely but and then a lot of these a lot of the wrestlers super good wrestlers they are all in the learning process of trying to work in front of a camera and hard cameras and yes and what you have to do and take your time you know the pace of matches are totally different yep when it's and then you know when they had to go through that they worked through that for a few months and then all of a sudden the world shuts down and they have to do it with no fans and get no response and you know it's like i i can't believe how you know all the wrestling companies how the show kind of kept going on and they evolved and even just the way that we talk about the competition and you know AEW was the first one to do it. They just changed the way of the camera angle. So it just went into the entrance way yep. of, you know, and then yep. WWE evolved to it. And then they brought some, you know, fans of other wrestlers that were there acting as, you know, creating noise. And you look at the, you know, during got, COVID. Yeah. During yeah, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. To and, try and give it that right, live feel that again. Atmosphere. And, then, yep. and then WWE did the same thing with NXT and then they did it with other yep. matches. They, they had like their super arena with the screens and everything yep. too. But they were, they were all learning, but just, I couldn't imagine even just talking to, you know, local wrestlers in here too, just trying to do it without, without fans because you're building your match and you're you're reacting. Not everything is scripted, so you're going through like the reaction of the crowd and you're feeding off of that, and then you're just you know, hey, let's shift to this because the crowd really popped for that, and and I can can't imagine how they did it, and then working through that, and then still learning. Well, I mean, I know that when I got my head shaved, we we sucked in about twenty or thirty young kids. And um, they were really concerned about me. They were. They were. And then when we went to the back, um, one of our guys, CDC members, went out and he came back laughing because some kid was distraught that I was somehow damaged. Yeah. Um, I'm fine. I've I've recovered. Um, but no, but it's, it's that hook, right? They yeah. hook you. For and sure. I, I would go back to Orange Cassidy. Again, no problem telling you. I sent you a text. I said, what, what the hell? Yeah. And... He never, what was good about him was he never changed. He just, he evolved, yeah. but he never changed. And, and then it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Kid can go. Like oh, yeah. he can go. And that was, his, right? that was like, his whole thing. Right? Yeah. He can. It's like, when, no, no. Independence, yeah, exactly. like, take the sunglasses off. And it's like, okay. And like, even when they built up the match of like, yeah. with, with Pac, the very first match is like, they were all, he's going to try today. He's going to try. And, yeah. And, and, and but and, it's just like the. The stuff that he can do, hands in his pockets and doing like, oh, you know, jumps and flips. But he, and he's all a that. And he's a character. You yeah. you mentioned Danhausen, and there's a little. I think there's an Orange Cassidy rub now uh, that you get by working with him. Yeah. Um. I love like. Again, you think that all uh, everything's been done. Nothing's new. The the belt and the backpack. Yeah. What a, what a simple little alteration. Yeah. And you go oh. That makes so much freaking sense. Yeah. Right. Character wise. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. And, and the other thing is I thought he was the way he was booked early and I don't know if it changed, but the way he was booked early, I thought he was going to be your Tito Santana. 
You know, he's going to be a good guy that was better than a jobber, yeah. but wasn't really, you know, but he'll always put over the heel. And I never, th- and now he's had this, who's had a better title run than him? Well, for sure. I think that's become, I think it surpassed the, the TNT championship right now as one of the titles besides the, the main title, right? That's, that's how you put a secondary title over for sure. Right. And the fact, and it seems like every, like you look at, it was like, it opened up every single dynamite on Wednesday, Wednesdays for, for, oh, for months still has for months and months, for months and they're great matches. And that's, that's the one thing that I, that draws me to, like I said, I like yeah. all products, but AEW like right off the bat before the, the old formula of like WWE is like the first 20 minutes is a promo or whatever to set up the main event. Like we're getting right into the action and, and we have a title match like immediately. I lo- I like that again to the formula and hey you know wwe still draws big numbers the bigger numbers of the two there, there's no doubt about oh, yeah. that they have the history and everything like that but I, I like i have to be at at the tv at six o'clock on wednesday because i want to hear jane by uh starship uh jefferson yeah jefferson yeah, yeah. not starship no. they became starship yeah. and that's a completely that's a different, different podcast. podcast yeah we'll get into that one but and I've said to you before, I don't know why that song, but that song works for him. Right. Like it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. Some right? of the, and that's there's always that tie-in too, like the hardcore fans that have always followed, you know, him during you know during the independent days where that was his where that was the song. And then yep. for the real hardcore fans, when they brought that back and final countdown, when I think Tony Khan reportedly had paid a lot of money. We bought the library, didn't he? Didn't he buy Europe's library? No, I think it was just a one-time use. Oh, did he just? Oh, okay. Yeah, someone okay. else, another company had bought the library. Oh, so that's what it was. Okay. And purchased it for a one-time use. And, and yeah. I think I, in an interview, it said that it was like as much as a wrestler's contract just for, and it was a one-time use one night. But the pop and Oh, I'm familiar that, with how much uh, songs cost, especially ones from the 70s. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually not in Canadian funds. No. But here we are. But uh, but any of that stuff, it's just that pops the, the fans that have Absolutely followed them since does. since the independent days. So there's still all of all of that. But you get um, you know even you know announcing the new members of for the blood and guts next week when they go to Abushi and and not many people probably know who he is. But if you see if YouTube, go down a YouTube chain of like hit some of his matches. It's going to be unbelievable to watch him be part of. I I, I agree. This, right? I I think they have. I would say in the way that Vince McMahon took the WWE and tried to, you know, sports entertainment, we don't call it a belt. We call it a title. All of these things, and you know, they're superstars. They're not wrestlers. wrestlers, He's done all of this stuff to try and insulate it, to make it its own entity. That's where AEW said, no, there's wrestling all over the world. Here's Japanese wrestlers and they're here and they're, they're stars. Right. And it's refreshing, quite honestly. I got to I got to admit some of these guys I see come out and I go, I'm not sure I know him. Right. Like they don't pop me, but they pop fans. Yeah. And they pop the wrestlers like it's a big deal for these guys. These forbidden door, the forbidden door show, the one that they did in Toronto and other ones like that. When I was buying Pro Wrestling Illustrated every month, that was a fantasy article. You know, what if NWA, you know, fought? you know the wwe what would demolition and and the legion of do or the road warriors be like well yeah. eventually we saw a version but yeah but you know what i mean oh, like for sure it was, it was always like what if rick flair and hogan that was always like what if they 
fought and then eventually happened, but it was like, you never thought it was a really, no, thing. no, no. And, and you got, you know, you had, uh, Brian Danielson in the, in the last one. And, you know, there's another guy that I don't think we're going to see in Calgary, but, um, you know, nice to see him back and working, yeah. um, you know, back to the shows tomorrow. And I, here we spent all this time about talking about orange Cassidy. We don't know if we're going to see orange Cassidy, we, you know, MJF and Adam Cole, um, not everything's rosy over at AW as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not really digging. I like both wrestlers. Like I, I like yeah. Adam Cole a lot. I like MJF as Roddy Piper. I don't like MJF as um, Brutus the Barber, yeah. you know, which is what it kind of feels like if I'm going to use the old parlance, mm -hmm. like Goofy. And it, and I said to you, uh, this feels so much like him and Jericho's feud a couple years ago, yeah. which involved them doing a, sing and a song and dance. Yeah, um, It's too bad but I just don't see a scenario in which we'll see those guys tomorrow in Calgary. I might be wrong, but yeah, I don't know. Cause with, with the other event of, uh, you know, battle of the belts too, we don't know if there's what other championships are going to, I think there's just going to one official match announced for the TNT title. That's usually because it's an hour long show. That's usually three, right? In and around three, I think two three or, or three. Four, yeah, yeah. Usually three or four or something yeah. like okay. that. But so I there's more know. to come. There so. should be more to come, but because of their storyline, they're in the, the random, tag team tournaments so yeah i i doubt we'll see we'll see them too and then that's the whole that's the one good thing about um you know it's it's good that you don't get to see like you don't get to see everybody but at least there's the way that there is the way they're building the brand of of collision there's some mm -hmm. there's some other good stars that you haven't seen in a in a little bit there's a few you know i don't know if miro's going to be there or you know Andrade, like guys like that at least that they're house of black more, house of black yeah like Hopefully we get to see, you know, some of that too. It's it's funny about. because that was one of my complaints about AEW was even with two shows, it never seemed like there was enough television time. Yeah. And now there's three shows and it doesn't seem like there's enough television For sure. time, right? Because you got to let, I mean, you know, we haven't talked too much about it, but FTR is the best of two out of three. So that's got to be 30 to 35 minutes easily. Yeah, you would think so too. And I think, and I, and I hope that that's the way it is. You don't want to have like a two out of three mall, like two out of three falls. Yep. Match in 10 minutes or 15 minutes you want to give them time give it time to breathe and really tell that story because i think that's the one thing you and i are drawn to with ftr oh and, yeah and it's just the old school mentalities and i'm just listening to dax harwood before previously on podcasts and interviews he's just the way that he talks about the psychology of of matches and how to build mm -hmm. it up and and just, just to get that crowd like really drawn in and in there it's not just going to be like they don't do high spot, high spot, high spot. It's just more of like, but, but it's memorable. Like, it's like, I remember that match and I remember like how he, you know, even when they were, it was, they set up the story of, are they going to stay or are they going to leave yeah. when they, when they yeah. beat the guns for the, for the title. Yeah. And, and no you one, and I no were nervous we're... because we knew the show was coming <laughs> and it's like, like, I want to see that. This better not be a blow off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and for me, I know that a lot of people in the business, that talk about the business consider the Usos the you know arguably the greatest tag team of all time uh the best tag team in, I but I'm I'm an F you and I are both FTR guys so much sure. so because you know our our sensibilities are Arn and Tully and the Hart Foundation and the British Absolutely. Bulldogs and you can see Dax and Cash just moving right in the Midnight Express uh, uh, sorry the yeah the Midnight yeah. Express um you know they, they could move right into that era Oh, and, for and sure. fit in right yeah. you know not body guys but can do everything and you know they're just uh, i really enjoy it and i'm so excited to see that that's who i'm going to see tomorrow that's the group that 
that yeah. I never thought I would see. And here they are. Yeah, for sure. And I think even just to see, you know, TV wrestling in come back to Calgary, it's been a very long time. I yeah, can't remember what the the last date that we that we had, probably a SmackDown I, taping or something like that. I think so. Time ago. I don't remember the last one, but I'll tell you the one I do remember was the Raw, and I would think it probably was still Raw's War, but it was Raw during the Red Mile in 2004. Oh, yeah. And, um, and the reason I remember it was it was all red jerseys. It was all green hard hats and let's go flames chance that you yeah. heard on TV. Like it was, they all, they, they talk about crowds hijacking the show. Flames fans hijacked that show. Right. Like yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. You know, for sure. So it'll be fun to see. And I think there's, there's a, such a history here and there's still a lot of wrestling fans in Calgary that, uh, I think it should be a great atmosphere. And I think there's a lot of people that we, you know, that even a lot of wrestlers, they just talk about, you know, their influences from Stampede Wrestling or from oh, for sure. and Owen Hart. Well, let, and, you want to throw that picture up, please? Um, you know, part of what's so exciting for us is this this picture goes back two years, I believe. Um, it's uh, FTR and Punk. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> this is really not my strength. Yeah, don't worry about it, Jack. It's fine. It'll all work out. Yeah, just get the pictures. Um, but um the th the second of the three Bret Hart jerseys that we designed for the Calgary Hitman uh was a pink jersey and you took it upon yourself to send them to FTR Tully who Tully uh Blanchard who was their manager and CM Punk yeah we knew about I knew about FTR being um I knew about FTR being uh, big Brett fans because they talked about it. I didn't realize CM Punk was as big a, a fan as he was, mm -hmm. right? And it's there. I can see it, Jack. It's right. It's right there. I can see. It. Can I load it from here? Huh? Okay. How do I do that? Just press on it. Don't okay. break it. I won't. Oh, why isn't this working? I mean, I'm. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't want to invite guests, do I? No, no I don't. No. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This is classic uh, CDC moments, too. It's like, oh, let me do it. I can, I can do I it. Can do it. Stop Without, it. Oh, I shouldn't press that Add button? Add to stream. There we go. There, there. we go. Ah. Uh, now, can you take it off when I'm done? Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, we sent... You sent the jerseys. We sent the jerseys. We sent the jerseys the end of January, right when yeah. we got them. And we sent four of them. We sent Tully, the FTR, and CM Punk. You can't see there, but they have their names customized on them. And on the back and everything there, like yeah. that. And we, yeah. we wrote a letter. You and I signed the letter. And, you know, we said we knew you were big fans. And we just wanted to share these with you. And, yeah, it's a, I don't know, fanboy thing to do, I guess. And then we just never heard Never saw anything, never heard anything. Yeah. And out of the blue in August or in, it was yeah, in the summer though, like right? That. Yeah. Late, late summer. Yeah, it was late summer. Like they put out this picture. Not didn't tell us. We didn't know anything about it. They clearly went into a studio. They clearly did a photo shoot with the jerseys, as you can see here. And this yeah. was, this was, came out on Punk's Instagram. Did it not? Cause weren't they so. about to, weren't they about to, go into a trios match or something like that. Yeah. I think that's when they formed their, their trio. Now the either first time. did punk get hurt or is this when punk started fighting everybody after? 
Because it wasn't long after this that he was out. Yeah, I right? think that was when he was. Uh, I think it was just before he got injured again. I think or the okay. first, for the first time. Yes, the first injury. Okay. But the, I I can't tell you how much pride I have in that photo. And and uh, what I love about it is they love it. Like yeah, for you, sure. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing. We had so much fun, and and we were so lucky enough and blessed to. Have, um, had the opportunity to work with uh, Brett and his family and yeah. to kind of come up with this. And, you know, Chris, he was, is this why most... you're now the vice president? <laughs> I don't know. Is it this picture in, in particular that it got could, you that VP maybe job? Maybe it is. Could maybe be. it is. Yeah. I think this could be. Cause that. I, I, I stand here no longer associated, affiliated in any way with Calgary sports entertainment corporation, other than I love the foundation of the alumni and you, I love you and Amy. Okay. I love Amy and I love JK. Anyway. Um, but I would say the Flames have never had anything like that. Oh, sure, they put Bill Goldberg in a jersey during the 2004 Stanley Cup, but we don't remember that. We don't talk about that. We don't bring that up, right? We don't bring that up. Stampeders, dare I say no. No. I think the only thing the Stamp... Well, Stampeders can get the rock every once in a while. Like, he'll give Wally a shout-out and yeah. talk about his stamp stays. That's pretty cool, too. For sure. But I, I, I dare to say that this might be my biggest achievement in life. <laughs> Marriage with kids. <laughs> oh, well, my wife's nice and the kids are okay, but come on. It's freaking FTR and CM Punk and jerseys. <laughs> what about just, jersey? and jerseys. And again, Chris Huey, if you're listening or you, you, this should get back to you. 100%. Like, the man brought the dream to life for yeah. sure. And then there's the whole set of them now, black, pink, and white. So if you ever wanted to convert your game jerseys to real good looking ones, here's a set for you. <laughs> um, do you think they weren't more? I don't know. I, I was also curious to find out what uh, um, Punk's reaction is going to be because it's been um, very polar. Like, um, depends on the city. He's been very popular in his hometown, but there was, I think it was Toronto. He was there and it was booed heavily. So then he so, should wear that jersey. Well, and but that's the thing with his connection to, you know, the, the Hart family. And I always talked about, you know, his love for the Hart family. I wonder, I really wonder how, um, how that match when there's two. Uh, very popular um, wrestlers with uh, with Punk and um, and Ricky Starks. That who's gonna what's gonna happen with that one? Who's gonna be cheered? And and usually, you know, usually those tournaments kind of sets up when you can kind of predict a little bit. Oh, it's good guy, bad guy, or something like that. These are two well, fan and, favorites. And, and we got to ask we got to ask Ricky about that because yeah. last week it was that right. It was in Regina. It was the semifinals were CM Punk and, and Samoa Joe. Although had I been there, I would have been cheering for Samoa Joe because I'm a big mark for him. Yeah. And then it was um, powerhouse Hobbs and, and now powerhouse Hobbs flipped at the end of the show because he got, um, he got screwed over by QT Marshall, but it was a traditional heel baby face yeah, match for sure. Both uh, rivals too. Like one was very historic. Uh, what was it like? An eighteen eighteen years, years between matches. Yeah. yeah, eighteen years. And then, um, and then with the history with uh, you know Hobbs and and Ricky Starks too, it, it developed good stories. And this one, just you know, there you know the ending, which we could probably you know talk about in the interview too, about about how kind of how that set up. He kind of came out. And well, yeah, I was trying end. to figure out what he was doing there. Yeah, right. Like, was he, you know, are you pre? you predispositioning the audience to think while well, he came out to sucker punch him or to save him or whatever. Right. I, I, I don't know. Um, 
I am very curious about the response that Punk has got. It, uh, nobody should shy away from the fact that, you know, the last year or so has been very controversial for CM yeah. Punk. As I mentioned, um, the end of a pay-per-view went off in a press conference, which, why are we having press conferences at wrestling pay-per-views? Okay. But we did, and then he ended up in fights, and he was never coming back, and then he was coming back, and he was never coming back. He's back. Um, it's a, a, I don't know how much of that is fabricated and how much of that is real. Um, yeah, that's the, and that's kind of the beauty part about wrestling too, is that you can, you can make, uh, you know, stories and turn them into, turn into, you know, the work and yeah. a shoot and whether, you know, I'm sure there's probably part, there's stuff that we'll never know and we'll never know even to this day on how close they are, you know, the relationship with uh, him and, and, you know, the elite and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. It, you would think that there's well, probably something there that's, that they're, you know, they all know what's best for business and they want to work together. And, you know, he draws crowds and well, as and soon as they and, announced the Wembley show, you, yeah. you texted me and said, punk's got to come back then because that's where, if you're going to be in front of 70, 80,000 folks, that's where you give them the kiss off and the payoff of punk and FTR against Omega and the Bucks. Right. Right. That, that seems like what you would do. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be really interesting because I don't know, um, I think that's going to be an event too. That's going to be one of the ones where there's not going to be necessarily total build up story. It'll be kind of like Forbidden Door, where it'll be like yeah. it's going to be Kenny Omega against Will Ospreay, which was an amazing match. But it'll probably be something like that, where all of a sudden people will just be kind of put together in a match. But that one has a story. That story one has it, and that, that one has a story, draw, right? And one might say that has little ramification too. So if you are going to the collision show tomorrow, or maybe you're watching AEW for the first time, we're getting it at a really interesting moment. Um, yesterday, and you do have to be selective about, you know, wrestling journalism. Um, but it was across all the platforms, and Dave Meltzer, who I used to have on the radio show, and I, I do trust, um, did report it and. Some significant rule changes have been uh, got that one, Jack. <laughs> Wasn't sure. There we go. Hey, oh, oh, here it comes. There it is. Soon. Anyway, uh, <laughs> is it not working for you? Do you see it? No, I don't see it. I don't see it. Have I screwed it up by? Have I screwed it up by putting one on over here? I don't know. Okay, hold on. <laughs> let Let me go. Oops. Uh, two users in the stream with audio only. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Okay, you can you can see it it's up on the stream. Yeah, is it up on the stream? Yes. Okay. Sure. I can't see it. No, we're at the side. I can't see I it. Know, I can see. <laughs> All right. You really, you really aren't comfortable with wrestling, are you? This whole, <laughs> I, told you. I mean, I thought we worked out all the bugs a long time ago. But now this is a brand new one. All right. The, the challenge there is now I can't really follow along, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, AEW sent out a memo to its wrestlers. It has now banned a number of uh, things, uh, buckle bombs. Mm-hmm. Anytime that, uh, you know, somebody's going backwards into a, into a corner without no, being able to see. Um, uh this one I thought was funny taking drinks and food from fans at ringside. Well, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, and then there's a, and there's more than that. And you can go online and find, yeah, I think there's, I know the one, two, there's, you know, the open chair shots without 
any any you know, put any your protection hands up or anything yeah. like that. And yeah, and, and I think there's there's some really good rules in there that's going to help kind of protect uh, Pro- you know protectors and yes, and it, and they're the right call. And then there's a bunch of rules in which you have to get permission. Um, and one of them, uh, one of them is the fact that, uh, and I, I've only noticed this the last four or five years, maybe even more recently than that, that, um, the, the, uh, this, this, the, the use of the side of the ring on the other side of the ropes, right. right, On the apron and and doing, uh, there we go. I can see that one. Okay. Uh, so unprotected shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs, uh, weapons and projectiles in the crowd, which is kind of a no-brainer. Physical contact with the crowd, and then there's a list of, um, you know, pile drivers that you have to ask for permission. Get right. Blood, you have to ask for permission. Um, is this, in your mind, a direct result? Because we were just talking about uh, you were just talking. You mentioned Willow Osprey and Kenny Omega, and the Tiger Driver right. that Kenny Omega took. I don't know how many times I looked at that and said I should send it to you, but I don't even know what to say. Right. It just, it, it looks so dangerous to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh that could be part of it too. I th- it feels like the way they have this laid out is that they've been thinking about this for, for, you know, weeks to months. I think this is like really, this well looks legal and- to me. This looks like the insurance company and the lawyers right. all stepped in. Here's the other one that I thought was, uh, fascinating, but the fencing response or seizures and fencing, we became familiar with in the NFL with concussions when the hands came up and, you know, yeah. and, we, and I didn't know what that was. And then it was referred to as fencing, which is an automatic um, concussion simp like it's you have a concussion like yeah it's a, a reaction to a concussion and i didn't realize it i i don't remember anybody pretending to do that do you yeah brian dennison just did it on the forbidden door he did oh it. is that what it he, was uh, oh, okay. seizure on the on like in the ring and that's even worse because of his history right right so i think that's the thing where gotcha. i think i think even just for you know the officials and you know, that are all around the ring and, and really want to take care of the athletes. Like, how do you know when to, yeah. you know, like, can, should we stop the match? Should we be, you know, there's always unfortunate times when people get seriously hurt in the ring and, and you have to call audibles. And then the, the officials do an amazing job just trying to take care of everyone in the ring. And yep. so if they're, mm-hmm. if that's the stuff, is that like, is it really happening? Do they, do they know oh, what's yeah. happening? And oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, for sure. And, and I agree with that one. Um, and as they say, there's a whole list of other things that they have to ask permission for, like pile drivers. Um, you know, I feel like now that you told me about Danielson, I wonder how much of this is a result of Forbidden Door. I wonder how much of this is yeah, the rea- reaction to the Tiger driver that Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega has gone out prior to this. I think it was even yesterday went out and really laid into people who were being critical of him for taking that shot. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know my business. I I'm right. You know, um, yeah, we're good there, Jack. Thanks. Um, what do you, how does this impact the show tomorrow? Yeah, I think it will. It, it could, this will be one of the first ones for sure. That's going to be affect with all the, the changes, but then there's the other one next week with the, well, the, the actual blood, the blood and guts. guts. Yeah. Which you're looking at the list, I'm like, well, they're going to have to ask for permission for pretty much anything that they were going to yeah. do. And I think that's some of the things that they're doing. Obviously, the protection and the safe and health and safety of all of the wrestlers and the performers that are, 
you know, are putting their bodies on the line, that's super important. But I think there's something to be said for, you know, a lot of the things that they're, some of the things that they're doing that they have to ask for permission for. Sometimes that just kind of happens in the heat of the moment. If they know what the, you know, it elicit a response from the crowd or like, Hey, I need to do this. I feel if well, I yeah. add this now to the, that's to the match. So it's not going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't, you don't want it to be laid out and structured. Like, well, that's a criticism of modern right. wrestling is that it is too structured. Right. It is too choreographed, choreographed thing like that. Right. That you want, you know, you listen to a Bret Hart or you listen to a Steve Austin or a Chris Jericho or a uh, Ricky Morton or, or a Ric Flair or somebody from that era talking about the importance of being able to call the match in the ring. Mm -hmm. Right. Not having, you know, listening to the crowd reacting to the crowd yeah um i am really going to be curious i i'm not sure about the punk starks match that would notice it there i don't know how much we would notice it in in a, a ruby soho match but the ftr bullet club match could be interesting mm -hmm. tomorrow not that those guys aren't capable of putting on a, a good match but if you look at that one in regina that was a brawl yeah. uh, you know there was a lot i i think there were some of those um uh, apron slams and things like that in that match, yeah, right. Which now you have to ask. Well, and I think that's the thing. Like when you're when you're trying to elicit the reaction and and you're trying to emphasize the brutality of the match and how much that is turned into a fight. It's not just like, yeah, hey, we're gonna have a wrestling match and try to win the win the title. It's like now they're they've gener generated like there's an actual rivalry there now where it's like this match. I am super intrigued for this match coming up with the two out of three falls and. You know, it's going to go to that third fall and there's going to be the false finishes and I'll be, mm -hmm. you know, send there one, two, oh, like, but that's yeah. what the, that's what they're, the entertainment part of it is. And that's what they're trying to draw that experience from, from the fans. Absolutely. Right? So, and there's certain things you got to make a call and like, Hey, if we add this to it, it's going to increase the intensity and the fans are going to be more wow. kind of paying attention. So there's a fine line there. Right. I, th I think it, like, it's hard to say like, you know, we want to do this. Do you ask for so do you ask for permission? Is like, hey, maybe we're gonna do put this in, it's, or you know, it's you know fascinating I mean? you bring that up because um, I, a friend of the program, Dr. Tyler White, who you and I both know, hmm. invited me last week to uh, an event with Bret Hart watching at the Romero Distillery, watching his WrestleMania 13 match against Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is a classic for so many reasons, but it's a classic because of the double switch. Yeah. at the end right that you know heart turns heel austin goes babyface but also what's you know and we didn't find out till later when more of the information was shared what we didn't know was the blood and that's a rare wwf wwe match especially on a pay-per-view that that didn't involve a steel cage or a hell in a cell or chairs and tables that had blood yeah and that was you know that was a call that the two wrestlers made without telling anybody right with the knowledge that they could be punished over this mm -hmm. and yeah there's gonna be no more like kind of let's beg for forgiveness after we do it and and see right like i think yeah. that's but you look at that that call not that i'm you know like a blood and guts you know everything but i think that enhanced the story of like now we know this day the iconic picture of steve austin taking a sharpshooter and he's oh the, the, the blood yeah absolutely coming out enhances like just like He's not going to give up or he just, you know, he's basically until he passes out. Right. There's nothing like, but he fought all the way till the end. That's the classic, like, hey, if this is a good guy. Look at him. He just was valiant. He he gave it his all, but I think that enhanced it. But, but, but John Moxley has been criticized heavily. Well, it in almost the last... is like, yeah, it's almost like, okay, like you're just doing a, 
you know, a lockup and then all of a sudden he's bleeding. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it, and he's, he also has been defending himself that way. Yeah. Um, it, to me, it's, it's worth noting that the, the it leaked or came out yesterday. The next big event is Saturday, um, you know, for AEW. Uh, most of these rules, if not all of these rules are probably in place in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything, now, I would also say that it's a far cry for historians about when Cowboy Bill Watt took over the WCW and said you couldn't throw a guy over the, you know, you couldn't go off the top rope, you couldn't throw a guy over the top yeah. rope and all that stuff. That's not this. That was more to, you know, that was more about the entertainment. Well, people don't want to see that. Actually, Cowboy, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am rather curious about the AEW fan base that this has gone public and how they're going to respond to it. You know, are they going to start chanting, we want blood and right. things like that, right? I, I don't know. And that's, you know, it, you asked it earlier. How are they going to respond to punk? The crowd is such a story for me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things about AEW, too, where it seems to a little bit more in WWE. Like, I think when, the early, especially early on, when they started getting the crowds back and and I think just the reaction of the of the fans on AEW, some of the matches that they just, and even just like Orange Cassidy, if he's sitting there with his hands in his pockets and casually kicking someone, it doesn't do anything unless the crowd is like popping and absolutely, going, oh, yeah. like after every kick, absolutely. little kick or anything like that. Like they're part of the match, and I think that's the one thing. And hopefully, and I know that the fans in in Calgary are gonna bring it as much as they have, like in Regina and all the other tours that they have done, especially in Canada too. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think that's the one thing I love about, and I can't wait to see it live, right? Like, uh, you know, see it on TV is one thing, but just to see that live and be part of it, right? I hope there's a way to interject Chris Jericho into one of these shows. Um, I talked to Chris actually funny enough before that raw in the Stanley cup. And, you know, he talked then back in 2004 about, you know, this is where he and Lance storm, that it's a famous story about them mm-hmm. coming to the Hart brothers, you know, out in Okotoks and training. And, and this is where they got their start. And uh, one of the interesting through lines uh, for me on this Canadian tour has been Chris Jericho talking about, the you know the the Moose Lodge in in Pinocchio where he had his first match yeah. and I think you can say that there's cheap pop stuff like Mick Foley used to do like you yeah. know nobody rocks harder than Cleveland right um, I don't think that was it I think you know Jericho was truly you know I think he's been truly appreciating coming back to Western Canada I don't know about you but you know watching on Wednesday when they showed the clip of Don Callis and him and, uh, and bad news. news. Like it was, I can't get enough bad news, right? Like for sure, you know, and, and I think it meant a lot to him there. I I find it hard to believe that there isn't going to be a Chris Jericho sighting in Calgary. Yeah. I, I kind of hope that Don Callis comes, um, just because of the responses you got in Edmonton and in Saskatoon and everything that's, that's fun. Oh yeah. Um, but I I don't know I don't know if there's room on these two cards or a place for that I don't know if that's well, a storyline here. That's I mean, the cool thing too is that um, where I'm excited for to, you know to go to the go to the match of the show because there's only basically like three set matches so it's a two hour show so I think it's going to be something that uh, there's going to be some surprises there which I think will be really cool too. Yeah, and I think that's uh, you know it, it'll be nice to kind of know some of the card but like which we do but. 
but knowing we don't know at all. So like if Chris Jericho comes out there, then the crowd's going to actually, you know, have that surprise pop. Or if we get, you know, someone else, and thanks to the translations from Ryan Pike that, uh, fluent in Japanese, we all knew it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there's going to be, you know, some cool surprises, I think, to come. So it'll be, uh, it'll be really cool. Let's do this. Um, we're going to change our clothes and we're going to talk to a guest. Uh, our guests, of course, are brought to you by Ski Seller Snowboard, skisellersnowboard.com, 76 years in Calgary. Now, normally when it's ski season, there's four locations in Calgary, not open right now, but they'll soon open again because ski season will be upon us. But if you need to dream, if you need to look, skisellersnowboard.com. Uh, in all fairness, earlier in the week, uh, Brent and I had the chance to spend a little time with the man who will face CM Punk in what we believe is the main event of Collision tomorrow night at the Saddle Dome. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun to catch up with absolute Ricky Starks. Indeed, a pleasure for us. Uh, for the first time, uh, Calgarians are going to get to experience AEW Wrestling live tomorrow at the Saddle Dome, Saturday the 15th. It is the brand new show, Collision, and we are ecstatic that we get one half of what has to be the main event because it is the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Uh, Absolute Ricky Starks is joining us today. Ricky, good morning, and, and how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, apologies for being in the car. You know how it is when you're busy trying to get in a, a quick lift right before a big matchup, make sure my cardio's on point things of that nature you know sir the fact that you're on here is is good enough for us um we're ecstatic we're big wrestling fans we've been waiting to to see the AEW product with our own eyes and we'll get into that for a second but I'm a big sports guy I'm I'm, I'm big into youth sports and I really believe in culture and nicknames are a huge thing for me Brent will attest to that absolute I love that as a nickname how did that where did that come from how did you become absolute Ricky Starks you know so I, I remember when I first started I was trying to figure out um what was a good like you know one word thing that you could say about me if, whenever my name came up right and everyone had all these you know I think corny nicknames and things sure. of that name and I remember I was at a bar and uh I was looking across the bar and you know how the back of the bar has all those bottles of like different alcohols that you can have right and i was like absolute and i was like why did they call that vodka absolute and so i had went and googled absolute and i was like oh my god this is me and basically the definition was like a one-on-one there is no there's no other person that uh can compare you know there's no there's no yeah. no copies it's just that's who you are it's definitive and then when i was in the ring training and things like that things I would do was like, man, that's, that's absolutely good. You're absolutely it. You know what I'm saying? So everything I do is yeah. absolute, whether that's the style, whether that's my wrestling ability, whether that's me talking, you just say, man, he's just, he's not good. He's just absolute. And so it kind of just stuck with it. And, and now my mom is calling me that every time I pick up the phone, she doesn't call me Ricky. <laughs> she just says, absolutely. <laughs> Well, you, then you know it is stuck. Then you know it's the right yeah. nickname. You know it is stuck. Um, lots of business to get to. First of all, you're coming to Calgary. You're coming to Calgary during Stampede. I know that you had mentioned you had been to Regina in the past. Have you, have you been into Calgary before? Yes, actually. Uh, I was just telling someone I, I did the Stampede 
uh, when I was doing the, the loop where I went to Regina and all that. And yeah. so um, I got to experience the the festival for a little bit. And actually, I wrestled at the Stampede, I want to say. Somehow we got it hooked up. But I wrestled there literally three times a day because, you know, you would wrestle at 10 a.m. and no one's there. And then you'd wrestle at, like, I don't know, 2 p.m. And then little people trickled in. But then you wrestle at seven and it was jam packed. So it's just like I did that for two days and I was like, this is wild. I've never experienced something like this before. Uh, you know, we keep talking about AEW coming to Calgary for the first time, but you, you know, recently, you know, promotion's been into Hamilton. You were in Regina, Edmonton. Um, Ricky, just a thought on on Canadian crowds and, and coming north of the border. What's the experience been like? Love them. I love them. They're great. They, they're they're honestly so much fun. And it's to the point where even I'm taking it back a bit where I'm like, oh, you guys know me? You guys, you guys like me? That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, it's yeah, I just there's a there's top three crowds that I've wrestled in front of, and Canada is definitely on that list just because they get it and they respect the history of it. And mm. you know, they just want to have fun, basically. We're big history nerds here, obviously, you know, in the, you know, the belly of stampede wrestling and the hearts and things like that. What about you? What's, what's your, you know, what's your go-to, what's your era, what's your, your promotion in terms of your fandom or, or what got you into wrestling? You know, I started off watching WWF um, and that's pretty much all I watched when I was growing up. But then as I got older, I got more into, um, you know, WCW, AWA, Portland, uh, Memphis, world class, all these types of, of territories uh, that came before. And doing so, I was able to dive a little bit deeper into history and keep finding nuggets upon nuggets upon nuggets of just really cool um, promotions that I thought was amazing. I just got hooked up with a, uh, with a, a link to some, uh, to a territory out in Hawaii. So I haven't had a chance to watch some of that yet, but I'm, I'm curious to see how that is. In addition to it, I, I've watched some stuff from, um, you know, uh, all Japan, new Japan, yeah. um, all women's, uh, Japan, like different stuff. Any connection to the Hart family? Any, I mean, obviously Owen Hart's name is on the foundation and you're, you're, you know, battling CM Punk for that, that trophy. But uh, for you, uh, is there any connection to the Hearts? I growing up, so it may sound like a, a cliche, but uh, I was a big, I was a big Jim Neidhart fan and okay. in turn, and in turn, I stumbled upon Brett and I loved Brett. To the point where I remember, like in video games, I would pick Jim and Brett as like my. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. My dual tag team, just because, one, I like the colors, and two, I like the, the finisher. Brett, uh, Owen was, was cool in my book. I liked Owen. Keep in mind, I only saw the iteration of Owen as yeah. growing up when he was a part of um, at the tail end of the, you know his WWE career. So I didn't really get to experience full Owen until later as an adult. And I'm just blown away, especially his Japan mm. stuff is really, um, I feel like, had a, a big impact style wise on a lot of guys that you see today, actually. Well, I, I'd, I'd highly encourage you to go back and take a look at some of the 86, 87 Stampede stuff where. Chris Benoit is in there and, and, you know, some other guys that went on um, and he, to watch him come up as quickly as he did and to see, and eventually, you know, that run with uh, uh, Bulldog and Nightheart and, and Hart, uh, Brett, you know, and Brian Pillman uh, in the Attitude Era. But I digress. We could talk about Calgary wrestling yeah. all, all day. <laughs> Mr. Gibbs. Um, appreciate uh, having you or uh, you joining us. Uh, just want to talk to you about, um, Watching AW, just kind of watched from day one, and watching like you coming in and your heel work was really good. And with Team Taz and everything, just kind of seemed like you had to kind of shift a little bit because of the you were so over with the fans. What is your what's your kind of favorite part about? Do you prefer working heel, working face? Like I, I know you haven't really changed a lot much, but even the styles of the matches, working heel or face, like what do you prefer? Um. You know, I think at the end of the day, I still stay true to myself uh, either way. So Ricky that you saw, you know, two years ago is, is still Ricky as today. For sure. Of course. And I think people respect that more. Um, that's the biggest thing for me is maintaining that. Is maintaining, hey, I haven't really changed from what you liked about me to begin with. And I think to, to you know, kind of veer off from that, from what originally drew me to people would be such a disservice to myself but also the fans as well so um that, that's a hard question to really answer just because i like for sure i like both as long as uh, i can present an authentic and genuine version of myself to people that they still rock with then i'm yeah. listen i'm good in my book does i guess though does the storytelling change in the ring though style of whether like you have to kind of like if you're down a little bit and then you're all of a sudden, you know, the fans are cheering you on, you got to try to build up as, as a face, like, is the psychology a little bit different that way? I or think, I think, I think morally the moral compass does change obviously, uh, but the person doesn't, if that right. makes sense. For sure. hundred so, percent. So wherever, wherever that is pointing to, that's kind of where um, I fall in line. Now, if people are chanting for me to get up and beat someone's butt, then that's what I'm going to deliver on. Or, 
if they want to see the other guy do it, well then I'm gonna just have to fight back. So you're gonna get you're gonna get a a, a good showing either way. Um, AW's put a lot of faith in you. I, I mean, they paired you with Taz. You were in the ring, I believe, for Sting's first match. You've beaten yes. Chris Jericho twice this year, and now you're going up against CM Punk. I mean, that's that's a incredible who's who, isn't it? I mean, that's a what a resume already, right? Yeah, I, I, I was I was responsible for being a part of Sting's very first match after his his injury. Uh, Jericho on a pay per view, wrestled Jericho on the first Dynamite of the year of this year. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be wrestling CM Punk in the main event. Hopefully, of I'm assuming it's the main event of Collision. Uh, man, it, it's been it's been a very wild been a very wild ride but still despite all that i just haven't really you know got there yet if that makes sense hmm. all right hey great place to be i mean if you're still Absolutely. building you're still moving right so yeah. take me back to regina last week brian uh, uh sorry uh, powerhouse hobbs this it's funny how the two semifinals worked out right like there was some previous history in both of those matches um but you and you and Hobbs tore it up. Yeah, you know it's kind of wild. That was our third our third match, and um, I think I think the history behind us two uh, played a big part. Obviously, it's kind of interesting to see both of our career trajectories and how they're mm -hmm. going. Um, and, and for me, at least, it was a, a very big deal for me to at least move on. And win, obviously, because I'm trying to prove something to just not everyone else, but also to myself. And that is that I am a person that can stand shoulder to shoulder with a CM Punk. If I haven't proven that, I can stand shoulder to shoulder with a Chris Jericho or MJF. You know what I'm saying? So um, while the issues that have happened with QT and, and Powerhouse Objects between those two, mm -hmm. um, I will give it to you. The Hobbs that I wrestled in Regina was way different than the Hobbs that I wrestled the past two times. Hmm. Definitely, I can I can at least give him that type of credit. There, there was a, a different type of intensity. There's a different type of just a, an animal instinct to him. So then walk me through the end of that show because Joe and Punk go through and, you know, Punk survives. I don't know if Punk won. Punk survived that match. Gets a little bit of a beat down. FTR comes, and as we go off the air, there you are. Are you there to provide aid? Are you there to send a message? What was what, what was going through your head at, at the end of that last show? Honestly, it was more of it wasn't that I didn't want to help, right? Hmm. But it was more of like, okay, this is this is the situation that we're in right now. It's going to be you and I. And, you know, I think at that point, um, a lot of people took that in different ways. For me, I just wanted to let it be known, like, hey, you know, we got this is it, man. This is the this is this is finally it. And I understand that we're friends and I understand that we're, we're you know, you're helping me out and all that. But, hey, don't forget what we have to do uh, this week, basically. It, so I was going to ask you, is there much of a history between you and NCM? Not as much as you've already seen. I will tell you mm -hmm. this. I, I, I know that in past interviews, Punk has uh, been fond of me. And, and likewise, I've been fond of, of CM Punk because 
to wrestle CM Punk is to sharpen iron sharpens iron. So I feel like this is probably the best scenario that I could have ever asked for, especially, you know, back when Punk was wrestling Hobbs, Punk was dealing with all that other stuff. Uh, yeah. And I felt like I didn't get my my due diligence, especially uh, after being given the go to sleep uh, in Rhode Island after one of uh, the Diamond Dynamite Battle Royal matches. Yep. So tomorrow at the Dome, we're all wait. Like I'm very, we're going to be there. And based on this, I know right. who I'm cheering for. But I'm very curious what you think. <laughs> I'm very curious what you think the crowd's going to be because. Say what you will about Punk, he elicits a reaction. I mean, you go to Chicago and it's deafening. You go to Toronto and it was deafening for a different reason. W yeah. What are you expecting and how does that play into you? I mean, you know, if the crowd chooses one side, does that help you? You know, whoever the crowd chooses, I'm fine with. But I do have a feeling, um, especially after doing a lot of weeks here in Canada, I do have a feeling that uh, I will be the, the favorite here. But that's just me being me. And, you know, I can be wrong and that is okay. But I definitely I de definitely think that, you know, there would maybe be more pro Starks than anything. One final one there. Well, we'll get try. It. We'll try to get the crowd going in your favor for sure. We'll do our best. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Just your um, experience, I guess, with a new TV show with Collision. How has that uh, been so far and giving you the opportunity to, you know, I guess have more wrestlers with more opportunity and more show to be a part of, but what is, uh, yeah. what's your experience been with that so far? I love it. It's been great. Um, obviously I'm used to a television show right, with dynamite at, at least. Uh, but this has been really, really fun. I think that we're not trying to have a separation here. Okay. We're trying to put on a product that is, just as equal to dynamite under the AEW umbrella and that only helps everybody that really does so i think from the setup from the difference of the stage the lighting the matches all of that it is chef's kiss i personally think it's fun refreshing and, and something to give people to like sink their teeth into uh, two, to wrap it up for me, Ricky, one has to do with a question that I've asked hockey players and football players and baseball players. There's a new video game out. Are you properly yes. represented in the game? AEW <laughs> Fight Forever is out right now. I I love the game. The only thing that I wish that I had was I'm missing my elbow pad on my left arm. That's it. If I had my okay. elbow pad on my left arm, it would be like it would be so, so, so perfect for me. It's perfect right now, but I want it to be so, so, so perfect. Um, so it's close. It's very close. Very close. So there'll be, that on that there'll be, <laughs> there's going to be a full house in the dome tomorrow. It's going to be thousands, millions of people watching on TSN and south of the border on television. What would it mean to you to raise that trophy as the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Champion for 2023? I think it's a privilege and I think it's an honor, especially for what it's representing uh, and what, what that whole tournament has stood for, especially the Owen Hart Foundation. Uh, I think to me, it's regaining something that I may have lost in the past few months here. And I think it's also a proven point to show to everyone, but also more importantly, myself, that I can hang with the CM Punk and I am the next iteration of what this company should be built on.
It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I, nice. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I yeah, had to be done. To. Uh, Ricky, thank you for doing this. Uh, welcome to Calgary. Best of luck. We... <laughs> and just like and that, he's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. You'll make one dad joke. I told hey? you not to do it. One dad joke. And he's gone. Uh, Ricky Starks brought to you by Ski Seller Snowboard, skisellersnowboard.com. 76 years in Calgary. A um, couple things about that. The elbow pad. We, you know. Yeah. Like, I I have yet to come across an athlete when you ask them the video game question that goes, it's perfect. Yeah. It's great. Like, it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny the things that you would think of that I would not have th thought about. Like, oh, it's elbow pads missing. Like, yeah. I can't play this game. Yeah. No, they don't have the... You know, they don't have my move, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, nope, it's my elbow pad. <laughs> um, I want to mention the Owen Hart Foundation too, because, and I, it's not a criticism or anything like that, but I think the Owen Hart Foundation has been front and center, but I'm not sure that enough people have talked about the Owen Hart Foundation. Um, so Martha Hart, obviously the the wife of, of Owen, who we lost, uh, oh, geez, almost 24 five years ago or so yeah, yeah it's, it it's getting 90, close to that. 99 yeah um they continue in his spirit to work with a number of agencies both locally nationally internationally uh here's an example of um they work here in alberta uh helping out the alberta association of infant and early childhood mental health expanding hope event um have done things in in third world countries and assisting there um have act are active in helping with pet charities and things like that. So a, and I, I've always felt a little awkward about it because Owen never, you know, wasn't alive to see AW and yet it's, you know, we've seen little snippets and video and a picture of Owen there, but I, I, I applaud Martha and the Owen Hart foundation for finding a, a unique way of keeping his name alive and keeping his, that it would have been really easy for her to become very bitter towards this, wrestling the sport not understanding the situation or, or i shouldn't say not understand she knew it better than we do it she lived it but uh the fact that that we'll have a a men's own heart foundation champion and a women's own heart foundation champion i think is pretty cool as we talked off the top uh jushin thunder league liger i don't know what i want to call him leaguer for but liger uh, apparently is coming i am of the opinion that we're going to have somewhat of a ceremony because it's back home, Martha and, and the family will be there. I don't, I don't know if Brett's there. My understanding is Brett is a contracted ambassador for WWE. Right. So uh, my expectation is he might not be, but I hope he is. I, I hope everybody is. But you said it earlier. There could be some surprises. That's why I think more and more I think about it. The more and more I think Jericho will be there. That Chris Jericho will be part of that for sure. Yeah, I think I think just it's important, and I, I think it's really cool that it's like they did it last year and it's not just it wasn't just a one-off they've continued yeah. this relationship yeah and they're and continue to build more awareness for you know the own heart foundation and all the great work that um you know martha and and her family and and everyone else involved in that organization has done um it's phenomenal to be able to kind of use that um you know something very tragic and and turn into something you know positive it's been it's hard to believe that it's been you know 24 25 years since this since it happened but um i'll never forget that moment too. no i i, I you know i don't know where you were i i know exactly where i was i was outside of lloydminster driving home to edmonton mm -hmm. and it came over the news that 
you know, that Canadian wrestler and Calgary native Owen Hart had passed away in a wrestling accident. That's all I knew that night. I yeah. just knew. So I, I couldn't tell you if, if, if it was a move gone wrong or whatever, you know, infancy of the internet and everything. Of course, I'd find out the next day, all the details, but yeah. you know, just driving home and, and hearing that. And it, you know, I was one of those guys that listened to the radio. So you heard the news every half hour and it's like, Oh, I can't fathom this. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. And, and I think, it's pretty cool to kind of see that his legacy's lived on, not just, you know, for the tragic things that happened, but what he did and accomplished in the ring, even for, you know, and and I think he was a big, like you talked about when his work in, in Japan and 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 having that style have it came back to the Japanese wrestlers that would work in Stampede Wrestling. And, and I think it really brought that style, unique style of like, it wasn't really done in North America, really. And then, you know, Stu Hart and, and Stampede Wrestling kind of brought that into people's homes. And they, they, and, did, and they did, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's not accurate, but I, I believe it was, you know, I, I go to Dynamite Kid Tiger Mask. That's where I mm -hmm. first saw it. Or, you know, you go back and you look, and that's where you first see it. And then Tiger Mask was in WWE. I believe he was their w or WWF. I think he was their light heavyweight champion briefly while they had one. Right. But you're right, you know, where you and I, you know, famously, we've talked openly about this. You and I have watched is uh, from 84 through 89 Stampede Wrestling. We watched two shows a week every Saturday for two years. And you saw him come and then you saw him go and then you saw him come back. And then it's like, oh, okay, something's changed here. Right. He, he was one of the quick, I know everybody talks about Kurt Angle being one of the quickest to ever pick up the, you know, pro wrestling owen was obviously born into a family so it made a difference but um right out of the gate he was on another level oh for sure even just when we would look at his early days and and there was like just he was a few weeks in mm -hmm. just to being on tv for like a first time and you see his first match and some of the flips that he would do that now it's like standard kind of almost gets built in every match but those were like the crowd oh, they, they like, took you right out of your seen seat. Anything no. like that before is like, no, they're going to do, they're coming to just jump up and leap off a rope and yeah. do a backflip and land on someone. And it's like, everybody's like, what's that? Like all of a sudden. Well, and it's, it allows me another opportunity to, to shout out, you know, uh, Mr. Hito and, um, <laughs> and Maka Singh, like Mike Shaw. I, I mean, I didn't like the way it ended. Nobody liked the way it ended. Um, Mike, Mike Shaw was such a good um, territory heel. And he was so instrumental in getting guys over like Owen Hart mm -hmm. because he was bigger than Owen. So Owen had to slam him and had to, you know, he had to get the big boy moves going too, yeah. right? But Mike was also really good at taking the offense from Owen. And I, you know, there's a book there. I, I, I don't know how, if anybody would read it, but there's a Muckasing book there about how much he did for lots of guys, yeah. Chris Benoit, uh, Brian Pillman, you know, on and on. And I, that, and I'm not saying for a second that Bruce Hart and Keith Hart and those guys, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in the ring for the baby faces and stampede at that time, who would go on to, you know, really at times dominate in the WWF, Mike Shaw was huge. Right. Oh, I think you. So was so was Gamma Singh, and and but for sure, I think that's. But he we, was always here, right? Yeah, I think that's the one thing that we kind of um, learned a little bit when we went back and and watched old matches, and you would see, you know, certain 
certain guys that would wrestle even Tito Santana, he would joke about like, oh, he'd lose all the time. He kind of knew he was going to lose, but it would. But when you look at the mechanics of the wrestling match and how he put it together, or how he would sell for someone, or someone would sell oh. for him, and and how it just created like really good matches, and and it got to where those guys like that were so reliable that you can put them in any situation. You could put them in the ring with a brand new person, with a veteran person, um, to help them kind of get along. You look at like Mr. Hito, he would um he would wrestle with like the young kids just certainly like, he would train them yep and then he would have their one of the first matches with them and then guide them guide them through and and like you said the list is endless on how many wrestlers have come out of calgary's like uh, stampede wrestling yep and and made it big all over the world and and you know it's thanks to you know trainers like that and yep. and stuff that's done behind the scenes and also veterans like that that are working in the ring and making them look good and i would say that you know, if you're, because we live in such a fractured world and fragmented world that it's hard for us all to have the same attention. Like, you know, when we were our, when we were in our teen, teens, lots of our friends were watching wrestling. Lots of our friends were watching yeah. stampede wrestling. Now I don't think the kids watching the same groups and the same things, but I'm here to tell you a guest on this program, uh, M Michael blaze, uh, who in May, wrestled for eight straight hours he's doing that now like uh roh um uh, athena mm -hmm. the, their women's champion just fought ava lawless who was one of the wrestlers at the pwa shows at the dome we yeah. got to know her yeah she helped set up the ring with mm -hmm. us right great girl yeah and michael blaze you know zoe sager who i believe will be on wwe or AEW at some point um you know, is going to look back and go Michael Blaze. So I think even today that role is so necessary, right? Yeah. That, that person in, who's there, that if you open your ears and you listen to, that they will guide you and they will help you and they will teach you. And it, it's, you know, we had Blaze on here the last time, remember? And we were talking about Zoe Sager. And I, I said to him, the biggest thing I noticed is the facial expressions. Yeah. And that's what he's been working on with her, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, funny because you and I watched so much, and I do want to make this one Tito uh, Santana reference. One of the one of the um, streams we found was some old L.A. WWF shows that were house shows that were just filmed and shown in Los Angeles. Yeah. We watched about you know a year's worth because the Brainbusters, Telly Anderson and or uh, Telly Blanchard and Art Anderson were on them. The best match that you and I saw probably in eight shows: Tito Santana and Greg Valentine. Yeah. And this is 1988-89, so you, you wouldn't think that. But And then Tito Santana, who just retired, just did an interview that he said, well, Greg Valentine and I did three years straight of yeah. house shows. And it showed. Yeah. Like, we were dumbfounded how good that match was, right? Oh, and that sure. had Bossman, that had Rick Rude on it, that had Hogan on it, that had the Brainbusters on it. But we watched Tito Santana and Greg Valentine. And I... You know, you'd have to be a little bit weird like us. Like, I'm not sure the crowd was that hot, but man, it was a good match. Yeah, I think that's, and especially to be able to, like you said, they would do it every single day pretty much for three years. It'd be easy to go into that match and just go through the motions and it's like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this. But it, it, that was one of the ones that elicited emotion too, because there was like, like these guys are like, this is a rivalry and this is yep. some of the little spots that were just kind of The counters subtle. were just incredible, yeah. right? And yeah. they sold beautifully.
Oh, for sure. They sold beautifully. Um, the reason we're doing this show today, and by the way, uh, thanks to Ricky Starks and thanks to AEW for setting that up. Very kind of them. Monday, uh, Dr. David Legg will be here. Uh, we'll be taking a look at the uh, momentum that is being built for a Commonwealth Games bid in our province coming up in 2030. And a week today, some guy named Craig Conroy will be here. Um, <laughs> I like that guy. He's okay. Uh, we haven't mentioned, I just, um, Battle of the Belt 7, Jack. You see it there? He just snapped on that Owen Hart Foundation one. You got that one up yeah. right away. Um, do want to mention this uh, also tomorrow, which is really cool. And again, we talked at the top of the show about how this went from just being a house show to a TV show. Now it's two TV, TV tapings. Shows, so yeah. it could be a lot of things. Um, Live shows too. Like that's the kind of cool part is they're not just going to be pre-taped or anything like that. That's no, no, they're, they're yeah. live television. Absolutely. Um, Sean Spears, Canadian. Um, Christian Cage, Canadian. Luchasaurus, uh, Jurassic. I don't know. Well, he's billions of years. He's old, billions so of years. I don't old. know. Um, I'm ex I'm really excited to see Christian or Christian Cage. I, yeah, I, you know. Yeah. Um, Sean Spears. Uh, I don't know what to. It seemed like he was taken off, and then the chair stuff, like that violent chair, which you know today is kind of interesting considering the rules that have been put in. But right. this was three or four years ago. I wonder where where he fits in all of this. Yeah, it's interesting because I think when he was kind of put with the pinnacle and then the way that it was kind of handled, that look, you know, it was going to be another four horsemen type of yeah. you know, group that uh he kind of got lost a little bit in there. And but but he did some if you look at some of that, you know, when he was kind of wardlow was starting to turn mm -hmm. into a baby face and everything like that. Some of the stuff that he that he did, like he's super Super good wrestler. And oh, I, and he I hope, really is. I hope that he gets his due and is yeah. able to kind of find a find a place where you know they can kind of build up his character and and he's not just doing these as you know a token Canadian in, in the Canadian market because he's he has a lot to offer I think still and 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 even just what he does too like when he has his own wrestling school and what he does the trains but it, like he yeah. knows so much about the business and and you know I'm I'm super excited to see what. Uh, What's going to happen, and you know, kind of the reaction that he gets. Hopefully, he'll get a really good, really good reaction. But I think that he, I think he can bring a lot to the table, and hopefully, he just kind of gets an opportunity. And something like this might hopefully kind of put him over a little bit, and and uh, kind Me of keep growing from there. But you're right; he needs a direction. Yeah, I think that I think he kind of had that. Um, you know, he had a good direction kind of with Telly, and 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 then they kind of made him a little bit of a comedy act when he was kind of, you know. And it was a hard time during COVID when he was kind of gambling outside and, you know, betting on different matches and doing that. And then yeah. kind of Tully came back and like get serious and do all this and be, be the chairman. I think even certain things that he's kind of teasing a little bit now. And then Christian Cage kind of mentioned the same thing. Like you got to be a little, you know, have that killer instinct. And I think, so I'm interested to see how that happens. So hopefully, hopefully he again has that match and great match and, is super aggressive and i think that's what will draw the fans out to him right he's got calgary ties he's done some pwa shows here before he was actually supposed to do a pwa show when we did our first uh battle of the dome right uh, that was what pwa was advertising was he was going to be at a show later that month um luchasaurus luchasaurus reminds me of like, where the hell did ward logo that is the one criticism i have of aew is i get invested in somebody and then they go away yeah is he hurt I, I'm not sure. Just like his title runs that he's had multiple times, and it'll just suddenly just ends quickly and without kind of 
gaining momentum. I think he's got he's got something there for sure. But I, just, I think so. Just have kind of spun their wheels, and I, I don't know if it's just the one of the you know things with you know some of the big the big guys that you know that well, kind of come out like Lance Archer was one another one that kind of came out on fire and he had a big feud with Cody Rhodes and then all of a sudden they didn't really know what to do with him. Yeah, that's another guy, right? you know, when are we going to see Lance Archer again, yeah. right? Um, um, Christian Cage is going to ruin this match tomorrow because he is going to get a huge pop. I love that. I love the fact that how they've, how they've done this too is he basically is like, he's talking about it as, as he's the champion. Yes. And he like when, you know, when, when Luchasaurus won, it was him that held up the belt, and yeah. it's this is my title, and yeah, like, but I think it's he's it's so well done. I think he he does such a good job, especially as his work as a as a heel. Like he can still evoke emotion when he, and it's funny. Like Don Callis, Christian Cage are two of the guys that come out, and they're and they're not wrestling as much anymore or at all, but they get the loudest boos like some of the Don Callis hits that have been in the last couple of weeks. Like, and even just like his, you know, it's his theme music. It's like the most annoying sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, that's no. done by design. Right. But people are just like, they booed the crap out of him, and it's good. Like that's do you, entertainment. Do you remember him in the WWF or WWE? Very little As bit. the Jackal. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And it, he had a podcast with Lance Storm for a while. And I always listen to that podcast and I go, geez, I don't remember your tenure in the WWF the same way you do. No. Um, you know, but no, for sure. But even like his work in, you know, new Japan. No, I, I was just about, I was just about to say, no, he's been, you know, as, as he's been exactly what they needed. Yeah. Right. Um, he, he will, again, I'm hoping we see, if we see Jericho, we'll probably see him. Yeah. Um, I just want to see how the crowd, the crowd reacts to that. Yeah. Um, we don't, we know we're going to see, Oh, probably should see two or three women's matches tomorrow. I, I think you're going to have to have one on Battle of the Belts, don't you? Like, yeah, wouldn't Chris Strandlander? Hopefully, versus, yeah, yeah. And then we'll see Willow like Nightingale versus or, or yeah, Athena, Tony against, Storm. Hopefully, yeah, like, you know, there's Ruby so, Soho. Yeah, so we'll see. A there couple. should be some good, good matches there for sure. I, I'm, and what's going to be a great conversation, and we will have it is we are now only. We're less than a month away from a SmackDown here. Mm -hmm. So we've really gone feast or famine to feast here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were running WWE shows in the corral. It, you know, business wasn't good for them. You know, dungeon wrestling was really scratching the itch, you know, in, in the last year. Or so it's done a for good sure. job. And now all of a sudden we're going to have two TV tapings from two big organizations all within a month. Yeah. I am really curious to see what, fan reaction is how partisan we become about the two companies is it the same crowd tomorrow as the same crowd on the 11th of august on the friday night um and you and i are going to be a both yeah um with amy by the way we should mention our our trios uh partner in this our trios Absolutely. champion partner she's in charge of the uh outfit so if you see us tomorrow, we will all be wearing matching outfits which that is, Amy has designed. Which Amy has told us is super important for uh, wrestling events. So we have to have matching, matching outfits. outfits. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as we seek a trios championship <laughs> or an intergender trios championship. Yeah. I don't know what whatever we need. What we can, we really got enough to set it up for all of it. Yeah. Um, I, I am 
I'm blown away that here we are in 2023 and we have this opportunity because let's, you know, as silly as this sounds, when the 2021 Hitman season was played in front of no fans at, um, at uh, seven chiefs, you and I would go and we'd stare at that gymnasium and go, we could run AEW here. Mm -hmm. Could we, who could we call? Because AEW at that point wasn't touring, right? They were kind of doing spot shows here and there, but they weren't touring. Hadn't been to Canada. and And we, of course, you know, we were full on regular, um, wrestling promoters because we had done two wrestling games <laughs> so of course you know we were prepared we could do we it could, why couldn't we do that no actually at that point we'd only run one yeah that's, that's right. right we'd only run one uh the other one would come the next year but i remember we would look in there and we go you yeah you could bring like six thousand people in here and because i didn't think they'd ever get back in the dome i thought the wwe tied up the dome but that's mm-hmm. not the case right clearly um so it's an exciting time. I, I've run into a lot of people that are, are going tomorrow. I've run into a lot. Of, well, by the way, the guy that called me out on Twitter because he didn't see me at Dungeon Wrestling last Saturday. You're right. I wasn't there. But I set up the ring the day before, so you're welcome. That's true, by the way. <laughs> Somehow I didn't get to the event, but I set up the ring the night before. Um, I, I just, I, I hope to see Orange Cassidy. I'm ecstatic to see FTR. Um, not to get too far ahead of myself. I, I hope we get some component of the bloodline um here on the eleventh. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would assume assume so. Like and like I said, I i you watch probably more of the WWE than than I do, but I know all about that. And just yeah, some of the, it's it's so well done and just can't yeah. compliment enough and what Roman Reigns does and, mm-hmm. and you know, all of them, Jay Uso, mm-hmm. Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, like the, the facial expressions, just like the, the subtle little things that they've Absolutely. done. Absolutely. And, and even the way that he was, the way that he was pinned, like during the, you know, during the match when he finally took a pin for the first time in yep. years, I'm um, just like how it was done. And it was so many, like, if you go back to some of the old tapes, it was like callbacks from, like that's total long long term storytelling. So, yeah, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, and I, and I know that I've heard kind of reports even as far as like on WWE the merchandise um, sales side, it's it's almost at the top again. It's almost been the highest ever as far as merchandise sales go at right now. And right now, so, compared to like you know the Attitude Era, which would have been well, that was the numbers that was. Up. Stone Cold and The Rock, yeah. and you know we still see those shirts at at uh, you know or even I guess a little bit into Cena, but um, you're in the business, like you you know that business. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are, is that a a function of when we say that business is up? Is that a function of the the revenue up, or is that the function of of the numbers being up? Are they selling more units? Yeah, I think it's probably both for okay. sure. I think that's uh, you know even some of the events that we've had in the Scotiabank Saladome for some of the concerts. It's you know, Nickelback, Blink-182, Blink-182 just set a, a per cap record that we've had in the Saladome for the most sales per, you know, average sales per person that's there. That was Blink-182? Blink-182, yeah. Really? It was uh, unbelievable. It's just on, on you know, the prices are not, the, they're a little more than what they what they were, you know, years ago and everything, but it was still, the demand for, for you know, concert and event merchandise is still, still super high and and i think that's what they're well, kind of why what's is it a trend or is there something that you're seeing in it like um 
you know, the last time we had you on, we were talking about the the jerseys, mm-hmm. um, the you know, the warm up jerseys and everything. Don't worry, I am not going to lose my mind. He knows how I feel about it, uh, and he <laughs> didn't have anything to do with it. But are there trends out there? Are there things that you know are leading to this? Is there a reason why people are are, are I'm not buying sure. More? I think there's some. You know, there's. I don't know if there's one one thing. There's it just seems like you know, with like you know, some of the concerts and, and some of the other things, it's that nostalgia thing too. I think people want to kind of have yeah, true. true memorabilia and, you know, not everyone can have cool CDC shirts. No, so, so no. they got a find... lot of people could, but yeah. not, not a lot of people do. <laughs> you got to find other avenues to spend their money to get wrestling, cool wrestling shirts like this one. That's true. So that's true. So, are you, are you buying anything tomorrow? Probably. Yeah. 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 I've got, uh, I, I know people, so I got a little preview of what's going to be, uh, what's going to be there. So seen some images and everything. So there's probably a few things that I'm, I'm going to try to, I've already, uh, have quite a wrestling shirt collection. I probably got to, um, control myself a little mm-hmm. bit, but, mm-hmm. but I'm going to probably not leave the building without, without purchasing something. Cause sure. I'm, I'm having that. I'm having that kind of, uh, I feel like, you know, because it, it's been so infrequent, I don't want to take it for granted. I feel like I should get something. Yeah. and. I, I kind of, I, I'm positive I'm going to leave with an FTR shirt. I'm almost positive of that. Maybe Orange Cassidy, but I got to tell you, the SmackDown one's a little different. I I don't know of like whose merch pops for you over there. Yeah, Bloodline stuff. I think as far as I know too, and then the LA Knight. Yeah, um, the LA Knight, other... and and that's another. I'm curious to see where that storyline is by the time he gets to Calgary, because mm-hmm. that has that feeling of. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Mizdow. Uh, yeah. Like that character was so over and the crowd loved it. And it felt like almost a punishment. They killed it. And I'm a little bit oh, worried. There's been so many ones like that. And that, you know, right? Vince would do like Rusev Day and Long Island Ice Z and, you know, things like that where it's happened organically. But then it's like, oh, I didn't do it. So, well, and, uh, but they're letting yeah. this one go, right? It was just, I it was hope just so. Great. I hope so because I, I dig the character. I dig the, I like the ad. Yes, it's a throwback to Stone Cold and, and Rock, but sorry, you know, all of them are an yeah. homage to something, yeah. right? Oh, like F- sure. FTR is an homage, yeah. right? That's Tully and, and Arn and a little bit of Midnight Express thrown in there, right? Yeah. You know, that's, I, I have no, no problem with that, but I, that would probably be the piece that I'm looking for. Um, you know, it's the others, the secondary stuff, those belts and things like that, they're probably doing very well with right now. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I think, and I know that um, at the event, I don't know the numbers or anything like that, but I know there's going to be, you know, like the action figures are still, oh, are they? Are still really big and the collectibles that yeah. I believe some are even autographed. And okay. So there's some real cool collectible things too, that not just t shirts or, or hats or anything or that but I, I know that i know there's been a bit of a resurgence on you know wrestling but all, in all of our events even some of our depends on the act but there's been a lot of like shows that have come in where our our merchandise sales have been um really good so that's about the only thing i don't get off the rick tulsi uh twitter account are our <laughs> per caps we should talk to rick tomorrow about that if he could start including that information too it'd be the all-encompassing <laughs> twitter account right that's right <laughs> yeah who's Just, yeah he wants more information so yeah yeah we feed him to him we'll start getting right. per caps in there yeah. um all right to wrap up this program um give me some predictions match of the night tomorrow which, which of what we know which i guess is yeah. three right now 
but wh- which is going to be match of the night? I feel like the death tag team match, the two out of three falls, I think it's going to steal a show. Um, I think the other ones are going to be really good. I think it'll be interesting to see because I don't have, uh, you know, before I was kind of thinking, well, when the tournament started and CM Punk was in and I was like, well, it's his to win. Mm-hmm. And it's going to set up that way. But the way that they set it up was really cool. And with R- Ricky Starks, I don't know that it's certain that uh, CM Punk is going to win that match. But uh, even with, uh, you know, the two out of three falls, I think from what they teased last week on how good of a wrestling match and, and the storytelling, I'm really looking forward to that. I think more than anything, even just some of the two out of three falls that, you know, FTR just did with the Briscoes and, and, and hard to believe it could be better than that. Yeah. Right. But it's, and, and I'm, I've been a fan of, you know, watching a little bit of the new Japan with yeah. uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson. And I'm a big fan of um, them. So I really want to see them. They're good characters. Yeah. I want to see them and they can, and, and they, they can, can work. Go. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's going to be the one that I'm like really looking forward to. I'm always kind of been a, a tag team guy, but I think just the way that they, tell stories in the ring i kind of mentioned that numerous times but but i really am really pumped about looking watching that what do you think for you is that well i i i think i but I, when we always agree i think it, it makes so i'll go this way i thanks to ricky starks for joining us it was nice to to speak to him um i'm gonna go with that one's gonna steal because the part about that is that's the end right yeah. it's the culmination so Unless they're going to start a back and forth between Starks and Punk, which they could, but I'm wondering if Wembley and the payoff for Wembley won't start tomorrow. That I'm wondering about the ending of that match. Um, that if we might not see the beginning of a new storyline, and if that, yeah, and because it's Wembley, does it have to be a holy crap moment? I think it kind of does, right? You know, so I'm just going to take a flyer on that. Um, loudest pop, who gets the loudest pop tomorrow? Oof. I don't know because and it's and it could be like a CM Punk, like you said, it could be the loudest pop for one way or another. It could be the biggest reaction. FTR, I think, is going to get a real big reaction. I think so too. Um, but if we get like a Chris Jericho, if he comes in and does a his appearance, I think he's going to be just because he's going to be already in Edmonton. He had that and he was telling stories and he, you know, anytime you can, you know, drop the name. Balzac and Olds into your right, promo, then and they're honest, yeah, right, honest. Um, Jack, the uh, jerseys, please. Um, I'll go with either one of these three guys if they wear those jerseys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like CM Punk could, if CM Punk is smart, he'll wear that jersey and pop the place, yeah. But, but I agree with you, I think Jericho or if he'll he wear make, a Chicago Blackhawks jersey and just piss everyone and put off. Bedard on it. <laughs> right if jared okay so let me go this way what who's going to show up who's who's going to show up tomorrow that we don't know because we really only know a handful so there's yeah. there's other slots there yeah so who who's going to be the the guy you're waiting to see if he shows up well i think uh you mentioned them a little bit before too like but the house of black is always drawn kind of that big reaction okay um the ones that have kind of been on the first three three shows of uh collision too i'm kind of looking forward to you know like miro or hopefully a samoa joe somebody like that shows okay. up but samoa joe would be kind of a cool one that i i have never seen live so there's a lot of these wrestlers too that I've, I've never seen them never seen them perform live so i'm really kind of pumped and you know like i said i'm a little bit of a kid in the candy store looking for this but it's been a long time since we've had you know television tapings and like i said i've watched 
live wrestling with dungeon wrestling and yep. and you know pwa and and things like that and it's awesome entertainment this is just this will kind of take that a little bit step step ahead and i'm looking forward to it but i, I don't know who is it for you that you're well i i really if, I, if i'm going from the angle like just in case this is the last time man i'd like to see maxwell friedman uh jacob friedman because I've, I, as a straight heel, he's Roddy Piper for me. Yeah. I don't like this current storyline. I like both the wrestlers a lot. I like him and Adam Cole, but yeah. I don't like this storyline. I'll go. I, I hope that we see uh, Orange Cassidy um, yeah, oh, defend sure. on Battle of the Belts, which I think he will or yeah. could or should because he does defend so much. Yeah. And for me, it's because I just hated it the, when I saw him. And then I've just. I love the gimmick. I oh, I love it too. I and and I hope I see Danhausen because it's the same thing, but but really want to see Orange Cassidy. I think I kind of told you that when I think when we were talking about yeah. Orange Cassidy for sure. I was like, I'm all in. Like yeah. this, is, this gimmick if is they play awesome. Jane. Oh yeah. my god. It, and and just like the subtle little things like his graphics that and then he has like stands there with his like thumb like this, and it's one little firework that pops. Yeah, and it gets to be every single time that it's just insert video here. Yeah, yeah. cool picture, cool picture here. here. Yeah. yeah, like that. Uh, and the fans have eaten it up. Oh, like, he's what, absolutely the hottest stars right now in in all elite wrestling. So, yeah, for sure. There's so many. And like you said, the talent, the roster is loaded right now too. So there's so many cool wrestlers that we could see. So I'd obviously like to see you know. Kenny in the box, but I don't think that's going to probably happen. So hopefully another time that we'll, th it'll come back and we'll be able to kind of see them too. Cause that's uh full house tomorrow. Um, I think there's still tickets available, but hopefully okay. that, um, well, hopefully this has driven you to buy some. Well, yeah, if, if this hasn't, then I'm not I sure don't know what to tell you uh, what's going to do it. Uh, and my final one for you is uh best chant of the night. What are you predicting is the best chant? Oh, I don't know. There's going to be like, I think that's the one cool thing that we talked about with the audience participation and how they've just, they go off the emotion and they drive it. There's, you could get, there's been chants that I've seen even in, uh, you know, the Canadian tour that here, it's like, where do they get those? Who thinks of that? Right. It's so that's a really clever way of not answering the question. Thank you, Owen. Yeah. There was a, yeah, I believe there was an Owen Hart chant in the last, last collision. Was there? So yeah, in Regina. Yeah, in Regina, I think it was just being the hometown. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. You got to think. There's got. I be have to. I, that's that's what I would hope. Yeah, that's what I would hope. Yeah. This has been fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. No and, problem. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's my show. I do what I want. <laughs> uh, thanks to Jack for trying. Um, <laughs> Uh, we will, we're going to do a show on, uh, on August 11th as well. I had a SmackDown and there'll be a lot of the same lines next week. Uh, David Lake joins us on, uh, Monday to talk about the Commonwealth games bit. And I kind of alluded to it a week today, uh, in studio live in the oodle noodle studio, the new general manager of the Calgary flames, Craig Conroy is scheduled to join us. Um, spent some time with him this week and, uh, he's excited to come in and talk some hockey with us. Um, as we go down the final mile, just, uh, want to tip my hat. Once again, the same guy that I tipped my hat to on Monday. Brian Burke flew in this week uh, to support Kid Sport, 
and held his uh, seventh annual uh, Targets for Kids, Brian Burke's Targets for Kids for Kids Sport Calgary and the Flame Sports Bank. And it was uh, it was our best ever. We did it during Stampede. We thought, oof, this is going to be hard. We had more celebrities than we've ever had before. We had more teams than we've ever had before. We raised, I believe, more money than we've ever raised before. And it's all because Brian Burke um, believes in it and keeps his promise and he is who he is. So I want to thank Brian Burke. Uh, thanks to AEW and Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks, who absolutely made a great appearance. And thanks to the vice president of retail, <laughs> retail, retail for Calgary sports and entertainment corporation. Uh, and if you see him tomorrow, he'll be the one in one of the trios shirts that we're wearing. Uh, make sure you stop by. We have, uh, Eight by ten glossies and, uh, and pens, <laughs> yeah. and, and we'll be happy to sign them. Uh, thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. Thanks for popping in. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.